So welcome everyone, greetings. Um, as we're gathering, as people are joining us, feel free to uh, say hello to greet others uh, in the chat if you wish to share with us where you are. Uh, no pressure to do that, of course, but it sometimes can feel nice to, to have a sense of that gathering of the community uh, together. Yeah, so really, really lovely to feel us uh, gathering together uh, wherever we are. And uh, I'll just check that the sound is okay. How's the sound? Is it clear enough, loud enough? Yeah, brilliant. Do let me know if that changes. Yeah, having that sense of, of all of us gathering. And I love the scent, the feeling of... Um, of gathering together, coming together and being welcomed uh, into the, the gates of the Dharma, as uh, Jack Cornfield likes to say. Yeah. Welcoming ourselves, welcoming each other and having the sense of um, we're all welcome. Yeah. Wherever we are, however we are, whoever we are. Yeah. We're all welcome into this shared space. And we can just feel into that. Feeling into that sense of welcoming, being welcomed, welcoming ourselves and welcoming each other and being welcomed. And I just have to say how lovely it is to be here. I was just looking at my notes and seeing that I haven't been in the Dharma Hall for five or six weeks, which is, yeah, a really long time. <laughs> and so it's really, uh, yeah, just lovely to, to come into the space and uh, to see all of you here. Yeah to have a sense of this uh, preciousness of this opportunity to come together as we've been doing now for it's getting close to two and a half years mm. will be next month and so it can be an opportunity as we um, as we come in as we gather ourselves as we gather together uh, to also feel into our intention for this time. And to also feel into our intention for this time. A sense of uh, kind of what is bringing me here today. Uh, what is it that I would like to support and to nourish in myself, in the world. And so taking a few moments to feel into that and then and invite you, um, if you wish, to share it with the rest of us. You can put it into the chat, you can unmute and speak it into the space. Yeah. What's your intention? What is it that you're bringing? 
or that you wish to cultivate during this time. And I'll read out what comes into the chat, but if you wish to speak, just unmute and speak. Don't, don't worry about speaking over me. Wisdom and compassion of love and acceptance. Reconnecting with the Dharma to be more settled. Mm. Yeah, I can feel the resonance of those intentions as they're spoken, read, shared. And we'll take a few more moments to see what else comes. Giving and receiving forgiveness, mm. connection and love, reducing suffering, awakening in community, healing, to ease my feelings, mm. the stability to be open to experience. Gentleness in the letting go of a dear departing being. A stronger, more tender heart. A stronger, more tender heart. So we can feel the beauty, yeah, the nobility of these intentions that are here in our space. The tenderness and the strength in them. Mm-hmm. And we can take that into our practice together. So we can feel the support, the opening, the interest that our intentions bring and take that into a a half hour practice together inviting you to uh, find a comfortable posture supportive posture for you Mm. One more intention coming in, hoping to reconnect with the path. Yeah. So as we settle into the meditation actually beginning by bringing the awareness to the body the kindness and interest it's tuning into the posture and feeling if there's anything that 
be done, any fine-tuning of the posture so that the body is as supported, as stable, as comfortable as possible. the body can be both relaxed and alert in the posture we've chosen. And seeing if we can find centeredness through the body posture. Finding a balance between leaning forward and holding back. Biting ourselves to relax into centeredness and alignment. softening and enlivening the body space with our kindness and interest, with our attention. and the attention into the body as we're practicing. Explore bringing it more deeply into the body. Can be helpful to bring the awareness to the sensations of contact between the body and the seat. Perhaps also the body and the ground. Lighting the body to rest more fully into that contact. Taking a few moments to feel that resting of the body into the contact, immediacy of the contact sensations. The awareness, the attention, collecting and gathering into that contact, into those sensations.
So gathering, collecting, rooting the attention in the contact sensations and then from there inviting the awareness to open to expand through the body still keeping that thread of kindness and interest going as we do this the awareness, letting it be wide, sensitive, soft through the whole body. Getting a sense of the whole body here. Sitting or standing or lying or walking, whatever posture you're in. Whole body. So we have the groundedness of the contact sensations available. We need to collect and gather. We have this opening of the space of awareness through the whole body. Maybe a little wider than the body. An invitation within that wide awareness including the whole body, opening to the flow and movement of the breath. Or if the breath is not an appropriate object and attention for you, then of sound. space of awareness including the whole body 
within it the flow of the breathing, the movement of the breathing, or the appearance, the receiving of sound. Moving through, flowing through. Received in kindness, received in interest. And we'll just take a few minutes to establish this practice.
We keep gently opening the space of awareness for the whole body, grounding in the contact sensations if that's helpful. Tuning in to the flow and the movement of the breath or of sounds through the space of awareness in the body. And we'll just add one last piece now. Tuning in to anything that is pleasant, nice, okay, comfortable. With the breath, with the hearing, or with the body in your experience right now. So we're picking up that frequency that includes anything that feels pleasant, any degree of well-being, can be very light, just okay, can be peaceful, can be restful, can be energized, Anything that can be perceived as pleasant, as okay, as nice or good or beautiful. And just opening up to that frequency. And that's going to be our kind of primary object, yeah, the pleasant or the okay, or even just the good enough in our experience in this moment, in the breath, if that's what we're working with, in the body, in the soundscape, or in the hearing. And we keep attuning to that, and we stay with something that is pleasant, and we open to that pleasantness over and over. Let's practice in that way for a little while, in silence.
without judgment, just checking in, noticing what's unfolding in experience right now. And seeing if we can come more fully, more deeply into the body and into the space of awareness in the body. Noticing what is pleasant, okay, good enough. In the experience in this moment, with the breathing, with the hearing, in the sounds, or in the space of awareness itself, spread, sensitive, soft through the whole body. Keep exploring, keep opening. Letting any pleasantness, any well-being in. Opening to it. goodness, any pleasantness, to whatever degree, it is there, opening to it, softening with it, absorbing it in.
This again and again opening without rejecting or judging the experience right now. Opening awareness, soft and wide. Tuning in to any well-being, any pleasantness, any okayness, any peacefulness. That's available, that's discernible. In this moment and taking it in, soaking it in, opening to it, letting it touch you. Whatever goodness is there, whatever pleasantness is there, whatever peacefulness or well-being are there, soaking them into the being. And if you wish also, radiating them out, offering them out, giving them out. to be shared with all beings. This pleasantness, this well-being, this okayness. Drinking it in and then also giving it out to all beings, radiating it out in all directions. practice together be a nourishment for our own well-being and may our practice together be a nourishment and a support for the well-being of all. If you wish to open the eyes or change the posture, there's no rush with that. Before I uh, share some some reflections, some Dharma reflections on the practice that we just did, 
just uh, want to say a few words about dana and dana practice. As you probably know, since you're here, these sessions are offered in the spirit of dana. They're freely offered. No ticket needed to be here. No expectation, no demand. Uh, Just freely offered. And with that, uh, the invitation to offer uh, your support if you wish and if it's possible for you uh, financially to offer your support um, in several ways. You can uh, support uh, Gaia House yeah, that is offering this. Uh, particularly, you can support the residential community at Guy House, who are all volunteers, all offering their time uh, freely. Um, and you can also uh, support me if you wish uh, for the teachings. So I'm going to put in the chat the link to the Guy House Dana or support page, and. Um, There's all the information there on offering your support if you wish to, if you're able to. Uh, It's very gratefully received by by all. So there it is. I want to share some reflections on uh, the practice that we just did and kind of this theme of turning towards uh, that which we can appreciate, enjoy, be grateful for uh, in our immediate experience, kind of what we were doing uh, in the practice now. We were turning our attention to a particular aspect of experience, particular aspect of experience and sustaining it there yeah obviously the mind as minds do probably moved away yeah probably within half an hour (laughs) would have moved away at least once (laughs) probably a lot more than that and we were kind of sustaining bringing back or Kind of seeing how to hold the attention with that particular aspect of experience. And we were in particular not um, choosing just a neutral object. We began with that, space of awareness, contact areas, the breath as it flows through um, the space of awareness in the body or the sounds, relatively neutral. Uh, But then we tuned in to uh, a pleasant aspect. Yeah, something that brings, yeah, hopefully you could feel that even for little moments that can bring some degree of enjoyment, some degree of appreciation, some degree of gratitude. Yeah. It's kind of the, the, the range and I'm, I'm keeping it quite broad on purpose. Yeah. And I also included, um, you know, peacefulness. Yeah, it's also contentment, all of these, you know, very nourishing um, aspects of our experience and I feel it's worth reflecting on why we do that sometimes um, there's such a 
um, an emphasis in meditation uh, teachings, you know, meditation practice on actually being with the neutral, yeah? being with something uh, like the breath or the body sensations or the sounds, uh, uh, but in particular in the neutral, the neutral or in a neutral way. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes called, you know, bare attention or, you know, just noticing, witnessing. Yeah, these are all kinds of uh, like the language that's that's often used. Um, and here we're particularly, yeah, we were particularly interested in that range of the pleasant, the okay, the good enough, yeah, the lovely, the nice. Um, and kind of, yeah, why? Why? Yeah. So one reason, of course, is because it feels nice. <laughs> and I would say, yeah, as a human being who's lived on this planet for 50 years now, I don't think there's enough <laughs> of that yeah, in our experience. The kind of, why not? Yeah, well, that's just going to be my, it's kind of just my, off-the-cuff response to my own question. Um, another reason is that um, we tend to forget, yeah, in our habitual way of attending to life, relating to life, we tend to forget that at any given moment there's a range of stimulation that's available to us. Yeah? So many things going on yeah, that... Uh, we could bring attention to, we could be aware of. You know, there's sights, there's sounds, there's tastes, there's contact, there's smell, you know, there's mental appearances, you know, mental emotional appearances. And there's a lot of neutral things, and there's pleasant things, and there's unpleasant things, yeah, broadly speaking. You know, that's the range. Um, so there's a range of phenomena. Yeah, available to us at any uh, moment, and yet our attention goes in particular directions, yeah, and towards particular phenomena, yeah, and it does that um, through habit, yeah, not through intention, yeah, not consciously most of the time. Yeah. It goes to particular things because that's the habit, that's what's been repeated. Uh, not just by us <laughs> as individuals, because yeah. our, our our brains are wired a certain way also, um, you know, historically, yeah. through the, the way human beings and living beings in general evolved. Yeah. And so a particular tendency uh, that we have, uh, and really check this for yourself, yeah. is to notice... Um, the unpleasant, the negative, what's not okay, more. Yeah, we have this tendency. That's where uh, our attention. That's where it gets pulled to. Yeah, it gets pulled to that. Yeah? Not only do we notice it more, we also tend to give it more weight. We think it's more real. Yeah. So, you know, the pain in my knee may feel more real than the kind of uh, little fluttering, pleasant sensation of the breath. Yeah? may feel more real. And it's really helpful to, to kind of check for ourselves, to, to see that 
in our own experience. And yet we can ask ourselves, is that actually true? <laughs> is the unpleasant more important, more real yeah, than the pleasant? Is it? Is it? And it's an important question to ask ourselves yeah? as a generalization. Is it more real? Is it more true? Is it more important? And I would say if we check for ourselves, we'll see most of the time it's not because it's more real, it's not because it's more true, it's not because um, it's more important, but it's just because it's a habit of attention. Just because it's a habit of attention. I'm going to give you an example. It just kind of popped into my mind, and I think it's a good example. It's a little embarrassing, but... uh, (laughs) That's always good. <laughs> um, I remember some years ago, uh, after teaching a retreat at Guy House, and some of you may know if you've been to Guy House, when you sit a retreat, you have the possibility to write a feedback form. Yeah, You can write some feedback. And uh, then uh, someone at Guy House scans the feedback forms and, and puts them in a, in a file, and the teachers can read them. Uh, and also everyone that works at Guy House reads them. Okay. So, you know, here I am after, re- after a retreat, and I don't know, there's probably at least 20 feedback forms. I'd say at least 20, yeah. And one person <laughs> wrote something negative about me. Yeah, one person uh, out of 20. And that sticks, yeah. That's where the mind goes. And it was a fascinating example. You could see it, you know. Yeah. And even now when I say it, it, like, it still feels so real that I want to explain to you <laughs> how that person wasn't really that, you know, right. <laughs> Amazing. Just to watch the mind. Still has weight years later. Yeah. But the interesting thing was in the experience, here we go, you know, 20 feedback forms. And they're all saying positive things except for one. And that one sticks. That one has weight. Yeah? Not as one out of 20. (laughs) Yeah? But as like more than all of the others put together. Yeah? More than all of the others put together. Um, And so we can start to see and... You know, I don't think it's just my mind that does that. That would be quite, that would be even more embarrassing now. <laughs> that was the case. We can start to see, yeah, just how strong this habit is. Yeah? And, and, and we can, you know, we, we know this in so many ways in our, in our experience. You know, we've had, you know, it's the end of the week and we, you know, someone might ask us, how was your week? And what will come up is what was challenging or difficult, yeah, or disharmonious, yeah. And we won't necessarily think to say, oh, I saw a really beautiful sunset, yeah. Or like yesterday, I put the radio on and I, you know, heard this exquisite violin player, you know. And that was just, you know, what a gift it was, you know. And we're much less likely to say that or to think that or to remember that. And we're much more likely to say, oh, you know, that happened and that was difficult for me. 
And of course, it's not that that is wrong. It's the imbalance that we're interested in. It's fine that things are difficult or painful or challenging for us and that we want support. When someone asks us, how was your day? How was your week? How have you been? But just noticing how the mind tends to go to that. And so this is the habit of our attention and it's strong. And so we can, in our meditation practice, as we were doing today, to, we can kind of bring in an intention to go against the habit, to go against the stream of that conditioning, yeah? of both going to what's not okay and then staying there and then giving it more importance. Yeah? Yeah? And we can just kind of, yeah, this is what we do in our meditation practice. Yeah? We're there. And we're interested to attend to the habits of the mind, to understand them, to get to know them, but also, if we can, and we can, to change them towards that which brings more well-being and happiness. The Buddha, you know, is one of his wonderful questions, one of his wonderful one-liners. What, when you do it, leads to your long-term well-being and happiness? and to the long-term well-being and happiness of others? You know, such a powerful question. And so I would say one one thing that does, or one basket of things that that do, is going against the habits of our minds when we see they're not leading to well-being and happiness, not for myself uh, and not for others. Going against that stream of the conditioning. And as we do that, you know, we're both cultivating, uh, cultivating kind of different habits of mind, and we're also increasing the flexibility of the mind. And this is something I've said so many times (laughs) when I teach, so I apologize to those of you who may be bored with hearing this, but it's so important and it's so beautiful, yeah? Increasing the pliability and the flexibility of the heart and mind, yeah? over time. So not only are we developing the capacity yeah, to intentionally place attention, not just be pulled by the habit yeah, of where it goes, um, but as we're doing that, we're also just increasing the, the flexibility and pliability, so the range of, where, of what we can do with this incredible heart and mind yeah, grows. Yeah. And so this is also, you know, a change in our habits that brings more well-being um, and also an incredible, incredible resource. Yeah, incredible resource. Yeah, like, ah, what if I can notice yeah, what's okay <laughs> right, well, right now? Yeah? Not getting so hooked, the mind not getting so pulled, or when it is pulled, being able to shift, yeah, to... Uh, Move the attention somewhere else. Yeah. A great resource, and uh, had a, a funny kind of thing around this. Um, it was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, two of our nieces and nephews came uh, to London. Uh, to when we had a week together in London, we came up from Dorset. They flew from Israel, and uh, we had a week in London together, which is something we had tried to do last year and couldn't do because of COVID. So it was really wonderful um, 
and it was very much their time we said to them you know this is your time we're going to do what you want to do yeah you decide you choose and luckily for us a lot of the things they wanted to do we also enjoy doing like going to see art uh, you know galleries and museums and things like that um or you know walking around the parks or just wandering around looking at buildings and people and all of that they had a lot of shared things one thing they like to do which we don't particularly particularly like to do is is shop (laughs) so they were really into both of them really into vintage clothing and so luckily they're old enough to mostly do it on their own Um, So we found ourselves standing around in the street quite a lot while they were in the shops. (laughs) Standing around. Standing around. And here's the years of doing standing around meditation come in. Because it was not a problem. Not a problem at all. They would go into the shops and we would stand around. And sometimes we'd find a place to sit, and we'd sit. (laughs) And it was, you know, it's just like, and we even, I think I'm remembering this, because at one point we met someone that we knew. We were just standing around in Brick Lane. (laughs) And this person then says, what what are you doing? And we said, we're standing around. (laughs) You know, we're waiting for these two people we love to do what they think will make them happy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And we're just standing around. And so you feel you seem very content standing around. And yes, we were. <laughs> yeah. And that's the power of the practice because we can tune in, you know, instead of getting impatient, instead of, you know, thinking, "Oh gosh, shopping, what a waste of time." Yeah. We were just content and happy, yeah, because of that capacity. Yeah, not to go to the unpleasant. Not to go. Yeah, not to go. Not a big deal. It's a beautiful day. The weather's good. You're standing around. It's London. There's tons of things to look at. Yeah. Just standing. Yeah. And for me, this is a fruit of the practice. Yeah, I can. Yeah, re- I can swear. <laughs> this would not have happened twenty years ago. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Fruit of the practice. Yeah. The capacity to have agency over where the mind goes. Yeah. And to stay with the sense of the love. Yeah. And the appreciation and the joy in being able to be there with them. Yeah. And to give them this sense of yes, this is your time. Yeah. You choose. You do. Yeah. What you want to do. We're here to support that. So this resource becomes available to us, both uh, intentionally and spontaneously can arise, both intentionally and spontaneously. Uh, And kind of more ranges of our experience are available to us. It's also really interesting. There's more subtlety that opens up as this flexibility grows in the mind. And we can, just as kind of I was encouraging you to do here, you know, we can notice um, the pleasant at frequencies that we normally wouldn't notice. Yeah. And also 
uh, at times <laughs> when we wouldn't think it's there. Yeah? We wouldn't think it's there. Someone um, just shared uh, this at the end of a retreat that we were teaching, you know, that they um, come to the retreat with a lot of physical pain yeah, due to a medical procedure that they had had. Um, and one thing they really discovered on this retreat, where we were cultivating joy amongst other beautiful qualities, was that there can be joy yeah, and pain at the same time. Yeah? And sometimes subtle and sometimes actually to quite a great degree. Yeah? So there might be a lot of physical pain yeah? and there can be joy yeah? at the same time. We can tune in to a pleasant frequency. You know, I also had that a couple of months ago when I had COVID. And it was just, yeah, there's this intense unpleasantness in the body. Yeah? At the same time, I can tune in to a pleasant frequency. Yeah? At the same time. Yeah? At the same time. And so we're increasing the range yeah, of what we can attune to. More subtlety, more variety. Yeah? And again, that's an incredible resource and it's also um, a very powerful insight. Yeah? teaches us about the richness of our experience, yeah? the depth of it. Yeah? And the fact that you know, there's, there's this whole range that we can attune to. There's this whole subtlety that we can become sensitive to. And that's a wonderful gift. It's a gift to ourselves and it's a gift to the world. Yeah. Because as we are more resourced, yeah. Yeah, it shapes how we meet others. It shapes how we meet events. And then it shapes the experience of others also. Yeah. It shapes the experience of others also. And so it's, you know, we can say it shapes the world. Yeah. It shapes the world. The more resource, the more flexibility of attention we have. Yeah. And we can meet others with less demand. Yeah, we can meet others with more um, contentment. Yeah. And that shapes their experience also, and through that shapes the world. Yeah. And it also frees and nourishes energy yeah, in our own being. Yeah. Their capacity to uh, pay attention to what is okay, to pay attention to what is pleasant. Yeah, frees energy, nourishes energy in our being. Which again, that energy is then free to attend to our lives skillfully and to offer to others skillfully. So we can keep doing this, yeah, with care and with commitment, yeah? care and commitment. And for some of us, uh, this may be more of a, you know, uphill stretch than for others, depending on the conditions, yeah, that we are faced with of body, of heart, and of mind. But we just, with what we have, and you know, to the best of our ability in the conditions that we live in. Yeah, turning to the good, tuning into the good, to the pleasant, yeah, to the well-being that can be appreciated and enjoyed, both in formal practice 
uh, and outside of it. Yeah. Formal practice, practice and outside of it. Rewiring the mind and the heart uh, towards well-being for the benefit of all. So that was what I wanted to uh, share with you today. Maybe we can just take a, a few quiet moments together. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.